Slam dunk. That's right. We watched Color Out of Space this week on The Movie Gap, the podcast that has you scream. How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen that? How have you not seen Welcome to the Movie Gap. I am your host, Chase Austin. And as always, the fleshy, fused copy of my wife and child across the table from me, Bryce Perkins. Man, sounds like you. What's up? Man, did you hear that interference there? Yeah, there was something. What was that? I don't know. But I got a flash. Yeah. It was like a... I want to say it was a... I guess the best way to describe it is it was a a color but like it wasn't like anything it wasn't like a color like i'd never seen anything like it yeah it was almost there was something to it yeah what's that smell by the way do you smell that i do you do yeah is it this week's guest it is Well, why don't you do uh, the honors of introducing oh, him, Chase? okay. I thought you were going into it. <laughs> nah, nah. All right. That's your job. Well, uh, we are having a return fan favorite. Who's the now? <laughs> a return fan favorite that has uh, not been on for like a year, I think, at yeah, least. Since, since, since uh, the easy, lockdown. Yeah, Easy Rider yeah. was the last time. True it's, Gappers will know. Yeah. Dave, uh, how you been, man? I've been great. Thank you guys for having me back. Of course. Yeah. Glad to have you in studio this time. In in person, yes. In person, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Lockdown, be damned. Are we locked down still? I never even really know. We're when, pa- when no, this we is were... coming out after the lockdown. When did for we record sure. this one? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so behind. We've mixed up our release right. schedule. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, things things come and things go, and and you gotta you gotta roll with the punches. Yeah. But that being said, how you been? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh yeah, I I mean I've been doing great. Last night there was a it was the fucking weirdest thing. And Dave can attest to this. Out of nowhere, we're trying to watch this movie and out of nowhere this giant fucking meteor thing lands in our yard. And uh you know, weird things have been happening since, you know. Like I can't get the smell out of my nose. Well, uh, but like the interference with the thing today. Your, you know? your uh your alpacas are all right, right? I know you and Dave uh well co run a an alpaca farm together. Well we can't I mean that's very nice of you to say, but we couldn't really afford the alpacas. We have uh cats. They're just cats. Oh, ca- oh they're, just, yeah. they're just yeah feral cats. Yeah. Just don't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you buy <laughs> when you make the hats, you, you buy them at Battery Park. Yeah. You can't tell the difference. Right. You ever try to shave a cat? It's not fun. Yeah, you can't do it. Oh man, you got to eat the pussy. The no, you just you just like bathe them with nair. That's that's what I do. What? Yeah. <laughs> Holy you squirt shit! Squirt nair in the pin and you just hose them down. All and right. then you get No the cats animals out. were harmed in you the in the making of up. this podcast. No animals were harmed in the. Oh, make- nair's good for everybody. That's fair. 
You ever, you ever put, <laughs> well, yeah. You ever put nair on your balls? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're not going to shave down there. Yeah. No, no, no. What, take a razor to them? Yeah. That's insane. Straight razor. Yeah. Narrowly burned mine off. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> I think I think oh, that's yeah. the, I think that is the uh, the line though. It's like, would you do it to your balls? If no, don't do it to <laughs> yeah, a cat. Right. <laughs> well, like our our old uh, high school buddy Cena, I'll give him a shout out here. He had that famous story of how he told all of us uh, after he experimented with Ben Gay uh, one weekend, and he came back on Monday and warned us all, <laughs> not do not do it. <laughs> I remember, do not do it. I remember in, God, it was like junior high. It was one of those like church camp things in junior high like where you go to like a cabin over the weekend or whatever. Yeah. And uh, uh, all the guys put uh, gold bond in their underwear. Because <laughs> one kid was oh. like, I like to put gold bond on my balls when I go to sleep because it makes them nice and cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, like, Isn't that like supposed to be some kind of like sweat? Yeah, preventative or something like yeah, that, or for chafing like the, or the some cooling, shit. The cooling powder. Oh, it was yeah, the, the blue, the, the blue medicated one. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Okay. If it's not medicated, I don't. What are we doing? Yeah. You right. know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into Come it. On. Uh, this movie is nuts. All right. Speaking of so, um, <laughs> speaking of nuts, he, yeah. segways. This is this is a professional this is, podcast. This is why people come to us. This is why people come. Yeah, uh, because of medicated gold Because <laughs> <laughs> of my, ball remedies, the favorite. ball remedies, and the beautiful segways. Yeah. Anytime I'm getting lubed up, it's with it's with an, uh, a medicated powder. drying powder. <laughs> <laughs> I have a famously wet crotch. <laughs> Baby wants to fuck her. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, wait, wait. I masturbate a lot. There we go. <laughs> nice. I don't think my... Oh, yeah, my uh, sound's not... Oh, real nice. Whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, so... Uh, but anyway, a meteor didn't really land in our yard. That's just what happened in the movie, guys. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. I was going to say, that's pretty, uh, Come pretty on. crazy. Come um, on. <laughs> all right, well, uh, oh, yeah, before we get started, Dave, how have you been? It's been, uh, it's been a minute. I've been great. Been doing good. <laughs> Excellent. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. to elaborate on that. Yeah, straight up. I know he asks me every fucking week. Like I don't tell him every week, and then I have to sit here like yeah. some asshole and come up with something. Mm. You know. And we'll probably be seeing more of you now that you, uh, you and Bryce live closer together. Yeah. On the neighbors. Farm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The cat farm. The, yeah. The cat <laughs> alpaca farm. Yeah. Oh, that's what we'll call it. Y'all's like, uh, the area you live is is now the, the cat ranch. The cat, the cat ranch? ranch. It's kind of not. That's never been used before, the cat ranch? No, I don't think so. No. No. There's nothing. There's nothing in the <laughs> desert no, no. similar to that at all. Oh, yeah, and y'all are in the desert. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah, desert yeah. on the outskirts of Houston. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's where things where those things are legal. Hey, let's yeah. be honest. Houston's basically a desert these days, right? right. <laughs> talk about talk about, about droughts. <laughs> wow. Tell let's me laugh about, about global warming a few more times. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst drop because it has the laughs. After I know. It. I know. All right. That's why it's or the is best the drop. best drop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, um, color out of space. I uh, saw this movie. Not too long ago, it was a couple months ago. 
Dave, had you you saw that? When was the first time you saw this movie? I saw it right when it came out. Okay, yeah, it's, I was looking forward to hearing it. I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft fan, so I was looking forward to them putting out another movie. And fingers crossed, it was going to be great. And this time, it was. Yeah. How do you typically feel about Nick Cage? Um, I I've grown to love him over the time. Me and Bryce were talking about it last yeah. last night. Uh-huh. He he kind of was somewhat looked down upon for doing one thing, and instead of changing that, he stuck with that and then made that the thing that he's known for in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good interp- or a good way to uh, to use that. Like, oh, we know him for being this kooky guy. And then he's like, well, now you know me for being this kooky guy, so now I'll stick with that. And like, But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a diehard Nick Cage fan, but... He's definitely entertaining in almost everything he does. I mean, yeah, he gives 110% yeah. every time. When we were at uh, Comic Palooza, Eccleston, we worked with him on uh, God in 60 Seconds. Oh, that's seconds. right. He did talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Which we have not done on the podcast before because I don't think you've seen it, right? I mean, I saw it when I was. Oh, like, you, you did see it. Nine. <laughs> you just don't remember. No, it. Yeah. not at all. Uh, well, maybe that's one. I remember it looking very, like, golden. I don't remember. You know what I mean? Like it, like like the just the oh, hue yeah. of like, the overall it, movie. It's like a, a real soft filter. Yeah, kinda, like glowy, like a, aura. a like a, almost like a sepia thing, but mm-hmm. but brighter. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But uh, he said that uh, working with Nick was awesome. He said that he's like always like acting, like working on it. Like he really thinks about everything that he's doing, and he's a total gentleman. So yeah, um, that's good to hear. Yeah, it was good to hear that. You know, I mean. Uh, Nick Cage has his has his issues, I'm sure, um, but nobody professionally talks shit about him. You know, yeah. like yeah, they all true. they're always like, I mean, he's he comes to work and he <clears throat> fucking works. He puts in the time ahead of time, like he knows what he's doing. He ha- he makes decisions. I'm sure there's directors who probably don't want to <laughs> work with him because it's like there's a there's a way to direct Nick Cage, and a lot of that is probably Nick being like. I got something. Yeah. <laughs> Slam dunk. You know, I don't know. Maybe he goes to the director ahead of time and he's like, so what are we thinking here? I'm thinking this. Yeah. And then they're like, well, let's tone it down. He's like, we'll see. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, don't yeah. think he, I don't think there is toning it down. In fact, I think this movie might be toning it down a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, that's what me and Dave were talking about is that you get to see. It's really neat because you see a gradual. Yeah. Crazy. Like Nick Cage craziness. And at first it's like, man. I don't think I'm going to get that crazy cage that I love to see, but nope, just wait. You <laughs> well, know, <laughs> yeah. it, it was it was funny. Like watching this with my wife, it was sort of like the uh, uh, what's the movie? I think it's Volcano, where they talk about when you put a frog in hot water, it jumps out. Yeah, but like if you, you slowly, slowly boil, boil the water, yeah, it, right. it just boils to death. And like watching this movie was like my wife was the frog. And this movie was the hot water, <laughs> and but it was like it was like fine, 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 and then she's like, "I want out." Because like at one oh, point, that's she, awesome. it was like right about the time where Nick Cage starts doing like the accents, yeah. yes, and dude. She's like, Why yes. is he doing that? I don't like it. I was like, "You haven't seen him like getting crazier." Yeah, she's like, "But that's not crazy. That's just weird." I was like. What do you think yeah, crazy right, is? Right, exactly. She's yeah. like, well, why isn't everybody doing that? I was like, they're all doing something. Their own way. But yeah, yeah he, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, uh, the, the director actually said, like, he talked to him and he was like, I want, uh, I loved your performance in Vampire's Kiss. And that's what I want to see. Uh-huh. Which uh, Vampire's Kiss is like early. Wait, early, that's what you were telling me, right? Yeah. About yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, early I 90s. It's very early <clears throat> Nick Cage. It's pre uh, Con Air uh, face off mm-hmm. Nick Cage. And it's, uh, I mean, just a, a balls to the wall performance. Basically, it's the whole movie is him 
like figuring out if he's losing his mind or actually turning into a vampire. Uh-huh. And um, and he has a pretty unhinged but excellent performance in that movie. And the director of this one was like, "That's that's the Nick Cage I want," which is like Pete Cage. Yeah. And you're now telling Pete Cage, who was made, like you said, made a living on doing yeah. Pete Cage in terrible movies, right? Uh, and some good ones, right? Uh, and so like you're you're sitting him into that. I mean, th- I believe. So this I, was before Mandy, or was this right after Mandy? Right after, right? Yeah, yeah. It was right after. after yeah, I that's... know he had. I know he had done Mom and Dad, so I think he'd done Mom and Dad, and then Mandy, and then this one. But Mandy had. There was one scene in in Mandy in particular where I was yeah. like, I don't know, that scene where he's like in the bathroom, in the bathroom, where I was like, Yeah, I remember I feel we like was it talking went a little about too hard, too fast. Hmm. But then with the rest of the movie. After it, you're like, no, I guess that's yeah. that's the breaking point. Yeah, know? right. So it makes sense. But uh, this movie is all over the place. With well, that. that was the difference with between this one and Mandy, with uh, in particular or specifically with the Nick Cage performance aspect of it. Is we were talking about this last night, Dave. Um, and Mandy, it felt like there was a switch. A switch, yeah, yeah. And this one, you just kind of like you just slowly start to notice it, and it's very uncomfortable. Yeah, and like, he does the whole movie. he does great, man. But yeah. dude, the first time when you really start to notice it, it's one of the best deliveries of any line ever. When he's he goes to like put the alpacas up or whatever I think it was, and he comes back and sees his kids, and they were like, "Dad, dad, dad, whatever," and he just goes. Uh, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yes. Yeah. dude? We started laughing so hard. That shit got me by surprise so good. I started laughing my fucking ass off. And then what's the uh, thing he said the, uh, next? Uh, why don't you get the fuck out of my face? Yeah, yeah. Or I'll do you a favor and get the fuck out of yours. <laughs> yeah, with that accent, get the fuck out of yours. It was so fucking good. And I was like, yes. All right, now we're about to see, you know, the unhinged cage. You know that I was looking for, but it was done just so gradually. That scene where he's uh, tasting the tomatoes and shit and realizing, just biting into each thing and being yeah, like, what like, the fuck? I did everything right. And then just slowly goes nuts and then does the slam dunk, throwing him in the trash and shit. All right. Well, before, so we, get, before we get any further into this. Okay. Oh, yeah. We right, got to do the right, segments. Right, right. All right. We're jumping way in. This yeah, movie, we are. This movie <laughs> yeah is, we did. This movie is so nuts that it's hard not to just get into it. Yeah. So let, uh, let me get a timer going. All right. So, Bryce, uh, let's get 60 seconds on the clock. All right. I'll be gone in those 60 seconds. You'll be gone in those 60 seconds. Are you ready with your newbie synopsis, Bryce? Yeah. Go. Based on the short story by H.P. Lovecraft, Color Out of Space uh, shows a this modern take on on a (laughs) on a short story by H.P. Lovecraft. Shows the uh, experiences of a family living in isolation from, uh, you know, cities and shit. And, uh, and sh- shows what uh, happens when uh, they get a late night visit from a meteorite uh, out of space uh, that um, comes with, came with a little visitor. What is that visitor specifically? Nobody knows. The only thing they could say, though, is that they saw a color. And time. Okay. All right. Was that 60 seconds? Uh, no, you actually had like six seconds left. All right, <laughs> but cool. you were done. So I, I was done. To, yeah, yeah. to sound like it was right on time. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know that we have gappers that are just like timing it. They, yeah. yeah. I get DMs about it every fucking yeah. week. Yep. All right. So um, that's a pretty good 
uh, explanation. Bad, right? yeah. um, so you, uh, Dave, we were talking before, you are a fan of the H.P. Lovecraft stories and stuff? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've been a fan of his his Lovecraftian horror, but mainly specifically a lot of his stories, short stories and stuff, his writing style. Okay. So um, I've never actually read any of it. Um, but so you've read some of it. I know that this one is actually like a direct adaptation. And from what I understand, it's pretty close. It's, I mean, the, the story though, like a lot of his stuff is like written third. Yeah. Like it's first person, but from like a, like a person reporting back on something else that had happened or whatever. Right. Kind of. Yeah. This one is. Uh, a guy who goes to an area and there's a story of this dead area of that forest and then he's asking people what happened here why is nothing growing there Mm -hmm. so the story actually kind of goes backwards compared to the movie it starts out with this dead area of forest and then he finds an old man who starts telling him what happened way back you know then and you don't really even know who the narrator is in the story it's just Mm -hmm. somebody who starts talking about this weird area you know so so uh, yeah, for, for what I understand, like that, the narrator character kind of is the Ward Phillips from this movie, the the uh, surveyor guy. Kind, kind of, of like uh, he's uh, he's the one who finds them and all that other stuff. But like the the Nick Cage is the the guy. Yeah, they're who, all the whole family is gone by the time the yeah. narrator. There's no family there, so the narrator finds this old man who lived near them who could have been maybe the Tommy Chong type person, an old person who knew the New, family. Oh, oh so the whole family's them. already dead. The whole family's gone. Yeah, okay. this happened years, years ago. Yeah. And he finds this old man who knew what happened years ago, and this old man, Ami, starts telling him the whole story of what happened. So it's, Okay. So it's But it's similar. The events of that story are similar to this, right? Like yeah, yeah. Something with like the animals going nuts. And yeah, the, definitely the plants all growing but then they all taste like garbage yep yeah all that kind of stuff yeah it wasn't specifically I, tomatoes he was they were farmers of all different things but yeah they mm. they were produced really fast and looked awesome but all tasted rotten like that was story the horse running away was from the story the mm. dog in the well was from the story like now oh, what about cool. the uh the fusing of the mother mm-hmm. and son that there's not uh, not that's not specifically from the story though. but that feels mm. right yeah, like, yeah it feels right in this yeah. all there's, right well um i'm sorry what, you, you, i was gonna say there's some kind of unexplainable things to where you could fill in the gap mm-hmm. with that definitely you know hmm. so maybe that's why it feels right but. yeah well and that's one of like his well that's one of lovecraft's uh what, what would you call that devices right that's something that he is known for is like leaving things up to the uh, reader's imagination right and like yeah. what's scarier is what you can think of on your i don't need to tell you what it is you you will imagine the scariest thing possible it's kind of thing right exactly yeah, yeah. just giving feelings about something yeah, that's yeah, unexplainable yeah. so right. then you kind of fill in the gap yeah. in your brain when you're reading the story yeah all right well let's get into it do you have some uh notes for us bryce yeah i got a little bit all right I got a little bit here let's run it um, down all right. Um, well, my first note uh, is uh, the dream you dream together is reality. That's That was a line that uh, Nick Cage said to his wife there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool line. I was wondering if you would know, does that seem like it came straight from the story? Because I know they like lifted some lines straight from the story itself, right? Yeah, some parts were directly from the story. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that was. I don't yeah. think... 
There wasn't much talk about it. There wasn't like romance in the Gardner family in the uh-huh. story. Didn't really talk much about the men and or the man and wife together. Yeah, right. Um, it could have been something I'm not remembering. Is he is is Lovecraft kind of known for I don't know like occult shit and stuff like that too? Like yeah. was he big into that? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay, yeah. Cool. well, and like occult from like this aspect of it where it's not like satanic. Well, yeah, it's like a well, yeah, a cult, of, as in yeah. like the literal meaning of it, which is like yeah, kept secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, yeah, 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 secret knowledge or whatever. Yeah, mm. um, yeah. So that was cool. That was just like I don't know. It was a cool line and just kind of made me think like, oh, it it gives like a it fills in another perspective of like where this story is coming from too. When you I don't know, just kind of know the mind of the person. You know what I mean that it's coming from. But anyway. Um, cause there's always like, I always like to find like underlying meanings if there are, you know, and so that's just like layers, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. that just kind of puts another layer in there. Um, let's see. Uh, and if you want to know, uh, the layer that I'm speaking of, then you'll have to be initiated into my uh, occult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's secret, secret knowledge there. in your occult, in my occult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The blue oyster occult, <laughs> the blue uh, oyster occult. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, have to be very gentle with their boobs. <laughs> that line uh, when he's milking the alpacas. Yeah. The way he said boobs was uh, like, you know how when people spell it B-E-W-B? It's exactly how he said it. That was really cool. Oh, my God. Okay. So wait, before that, like, I didn't know you could milk an alpaca. I thought I didn't know that. Apparently there was a thing with like, like you. Like the whole thing with alpacas is that you raise them so that you like get the same benefits of like having a farm or a ranch or whatever. Uh-huh. But like they don't actually they're not actually good for anything. Uh-huh. Like you don't eat them. I don't think their fur is particularly something that you harvest. In South America, America yeah, yeah. I believe okay. like alpaca like in Peru. sweaters and I, stuff are common. I figured there would have to be something, but I didn't think you milk them. Shit. Well, it doesn't even no, say like they don't produce that much milk. Yeah, like, it was just for his coffee or whatever. Yeah, he put. <laughs> what did he say? He put uh, fennel in the. Yeah, which you got to be careful with that fennel, man. Too much, and you kill those things. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah, that was something that I wasn't aware of too. Well, yeah. I guess I should. I mean, we all we're all very well aware that. If it's got nipples, you can milk it. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. But they also he also <laughs> says something about the meat as well, right? When they're having dinner, he says like next year when we can harvest the alpaca meat. Oh yeah, was he joking? I, I think he I was. Don't, I thought he was joking because like, I really don't think you eat alpaca. I, I'm not sure at all. So I thought he was, you know. Well, you've never I had alpaca it. meat? No. Excuse. Oh. <laughs> hey, Jose Altuve said it, not me. Okay, I didn't say that. Oh no! Oh wait, here we go. <laughs> almost, almost. Um. All right. So yeah. Um. This movie. Di- okay. Wait. 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 The director of this movie. You were telling me. Yeah. Something interesting about. So uh, he, Dave was telling me. Yeah, last he night. is the director of the. Uh, he was the original director of the Island of Doctor Moreau. That yeah. The, uh, uh, Marlon Brando movie, right? Where uh, yes. Brando was like infamously like Brando and don't give a fuck yeah, Brando. Brando and um, uh, Val Kilmer. Richard, yeah, that's Richard right. Stanley. That's right. Okay. And so I saw that I saw that story about that movie in the Val Kilmer documentary that yeah. he made. Which there's also a documentary about that movie. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucking dope. Like, yeah. You should definitely check out that. 
because it is nuts. Well, we should cover the movie. Yeah. The Island of Dr. Moreau? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, it is. I mean, it's it's actually fun to watch because it is bad. Okay. Like, it is just a train wreck. Yeah. And it, it's very apparent that they're like, they whatever you can call what came out of it was just them trying to recoup any money from it. Uh-huh. Because, you know, a lot of money on Brando, a lot of money on Kilmer. I mean, yeah. that was peak Kilmer. Uh, yeah. You know, peak crazy Brando. And then this Richard Stanley guy is, uh, for all... Uh, intents and purposes a fucking nut job uh so he got fired from that movie mm-hmm. um which if you want to talk about that a little bit we can but uh he got fired for that movie and this is the first movie he's done since yeah okay that yeah that's what like Dave was telling 1995 yeah. right 95 or, or 96 something there. there yeah, yeah. right yeah. right there and um <clears throat> so it was like 24 25 years between films i mean he'd done like some documentary stuff uh-huh. uh he went on a search for the holy grail um, like for real, yeah. for real. Uh, somebody else who's actually gone on a search for the Holy Grail uh, is Nick Cage. Oh, is that oh, right? right? Okay, yeah, that should not surprise you. Well, but no, like absolutely uh, not. Richard Stanley <laughs> went on a search not. for the Holy Grail when he did. I think he did a documentary over it, or was working on something. But it was he did a bunch of research over the journals of some uh, like ex Nazi that ran off to the Andes and uh, was searching for the Holy Grail, and like he like picked up that journey. So like. This guy might not be. <laughs> might not be. I'm just going to go out and say it. This podcast does not support Nazis. Okay, we're not a Nazi podcast. Um, Nazi. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> so anyway, oh, is that like a blind person? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so this was his his first movie. But he's a he's a he's a bit of a a loose uh, canon to put it nicely i think richard stanley yeah yeah and i know that he, like at the time that this came out and it did you know well enough uh, you know it came out right in the pandemic mm-hmm. um and uh he said that this was his first of his like what he wanted to be his hp lovecraft trilogy um mm. but all of those have been canceled at this point because SpectraVision, which is the mm, production yeah. company for this one they uh, severed ties with him after his, an Already? ex. Well, an ex uh, girlfriend or ex wife uh-huh. uh, came out saying that mm-hmm. he uh, beat the shit out of her a lot. Uh, so yeah. they were like, "Well, we don't want to be in the Richard Stanley business." Yeah, right. <laughs> and I think he's currently suing for like um, slander or whatever. So like, it's not settled, but I think his career's done as oh, much wow. as it was. I mean, it took him 24 years to get another movie made. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, yeah. So I don't think we'll be seeing more HP Lovecraft movies from him for at least another 24 years. Makes you wonder how his life would have turned out if he did find the Holy Grail. Yeah. Things would be much better. Well, maybe he did. And that's why he's not that concerned. So like, he's like, well, 24 (laughs) years. I'll just make another one. Fuck you guys. I'm going to live forever and make one crazy ass movie. Yeah. I thought you're you're not taking my name off of it. I thought you were going to say if he did finish Island of Doctor. Oh, yeah. I know. That's where I was going. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, right. No, he was like, he got fired on that movie, and then he uh, snuck back on the set in a dog (laughs) mask. Like, it's all about, like, turning people into animals and crossbreeding and genetics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, got back on set in this, like, weird dog mask, and he's, like, in the movie. Dude, dude, that reminds me of um, a manager in, in baseball uh back in like the early 2000s this guy he was a former player bobby valentino i think is his name he was the manager for the new york mets and he got thrown out he got ejected from a game yeah and an inning later he came back (laughs) into the dugout with a fake Fake mustache (laughs) (laughs) 
and thought that like no one would notice. Like a big, out. big nose and glasses. Yeah, and dude. Thing. No, it was just I don't know where he got the mustache. <laughs> it was just straight up a fake but, fucking. Now, that was, now it. was he doing it like to be like fuck you, or was he, he doing dude, it like I like they're never gonna know? That's the thing is that we don't. No one knows what the fuck was going through his head, dude. Because he 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 kind of sat like in a corner, like I'm still like gonna a, fucking oh. be out here. <laughs> They're just never gonna notice. Like it looked like he thought he was being sneaky or some shit. But the camera, the cameras, like the the broadcast, just was like zooming in on him with his fucking mustache. <laughs> like, well, it looks like Bobby Valentino came back out of the dugout. That's like this. There's this fucking like, legend. There's like this like C, maybe more of a D storyline going on in the WWE right now. Yeah, where there was this wrestler who. uh would like play songs on his guitar and uh, that were always just like talking shit about the city. Or, yeah, I think or I know who you're talking about. Yeah. His name was uh, Elias and he had yeah. this big, big beard. Yeah. And um, uh, he like took a hiatus and like they, they showed all these like promos of him like burning his guitar and it was like Elias is dead. And um, then it was like nothing for like four or five months. And then all of a sudden, there's this new character that comes in (laughs) named Ezekiel, and it's fucking it's it's Elias. He just shaved, yeah, yeah, like he's just one hundred percent shaved, and he goes, "I'm Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother," and like that's how he always (laughs) talks about himself. He's like, "Well, I'm Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother." He's like, you know, my my older brother. Elias, yeah. he would say Ezekiel, my younger brother, <laughs> and, he's so, and it's just so funny because like awesome. nobody buys it. Yeah, it, of course, it's so yeah. stupid. Yeah, but then everybody plays into it yeah. except for like one guy, Kevin Owens or whatever, who's like pissed off. He's just like, "This is fucking stupid." Like yeah, you yeah. are Ezekiel, or you right, are Elias. Yeah. Like we're fi- so he keeps fighting him based on the fact that based he won't on, yeah, say right, yeah. that he is Ezekiel. And they, they've done things where they like he's in the ring as um, Ezekiel, and then they'll. He'll he'll be fighting or they'll be arguing and then they'll have on the jumbotron. It's him as uh, Elias and they've like put a fake beard on him. Yeah, yeah. and he's like talking. He's like, "Hey, how are you?" Doing? And, they'll, and they'll, they'll interact with each other as though it's like live. Yeah, <laughs> it right. Works yeah. Because, you know, that's, it's, that's it's fucking so, hilarious. That's amazing. It's just, but yeah, it's Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and it sounds like they watched Beer Fest. Yeah, yeah. Got the when Farmer <laughs> dies and then he just comes yeah. back. Oh yeah, no, it's my twin brother. <laughs> but here's the thing. I know all about you. My my brother told me everything. Yeah. I know all this. It's almost like we've met. In fact, yeah. why don't you just call me by my brother's yeah. name? It'll fit in. They go, that that fits in nicely. <laughs> That's convenient for the plot. That's one I haven't seen. Oh, yeah, I still it's, haven't it's seen. It's pretty that. good. I feel like we were gonna cover it at one point and just it didn't, never got around to it. Yeah, anyway. there's there's like ninety of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a whole list. It's it's hard to do comedies too. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but anyway. Well, let's get back to this rip roaring good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what were we? Oh, yeah. So we were talking about Stanley and this. Okay, so then he's, so he's done doing movies yeah. again. Oh, yeah, he's right. out. Okay, yeah, well, he's, shit. he's already back out. All right. Well, so well, he did a great job with this one. Yeah, though. I mean, this is so well shot. It's that's it's, what I was gonna say. It's very pretty, in that like creepy way. Um, but like one of the things that obviously is super important in this film is that color. And like, you know, in the the Lovecraft thing, and I they mentioned it in this, but it was like it's a color that doesn't exist. And I think in the story they even they even talk about it like they call it a color because there's nothing else to call it. Yeah, they right? they don't know how to so you don't even know if they're just talking about a color that's just what they called it. It was a color because it was kind yeah. of unexplained. The closest way they could explain it was to mm-hmm. call it a this color. Thing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so they chose um 
in this movie to go with magenta because magenta is like a color that is not on the like optic scale or whatever. Right. It's like ultraviolet and it's basically red and blues mixed together, which doesn't really happen. It's some, right? it, your human eyes make the color out of a yeah. mix of two different colors. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. And that, that's the only reason that we think it's a color, but it's not a naturally occurring frequency of color. And so that, and, yeah, that's why they went with it. That, and then also there's the whole thing of like red is, you know, generally looked at as evil while blue is like good yeah you know going back to like star wars yeah right uh so the fact that it's both of them at once and they're undecipherable de- between the the two is like that it comes from this place where Holy there's shit. no such thing as good or evil there is just this i yeah. just realized that's where the color out of space came from if it is magenta fucking lightsaber duels oh. <laughs> two lightsabers <laughs> fuse it's uncontrollable. Yeah, it's radioactive. Uh, oh no! This was the first later. time. The first time yeah. that Vader and and Luke fought, they hit that thing and it yeah. created this. Thing. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. It was in a, a galaxy long, far, far away. Far, far away. It, it came here. That's right. That one crack. Yep. Yeah. There you go. If only Qui Gon had fucking listened and not trained that <laughs> son of a bitch. Fucking asshole. <sighs> He deserved to die at the end of that first movie. Who's, whose mom's name is Shmi, by the way? Right? Like, come yeah. on, guys. Shmi. 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 <laughs> Shmi. Shmi. Mom. Shmi. And Shmi is a... Hook, right? Yeah. 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 Different spelling. But yeah, still. But yeah. And, well, I mean, it's Smi, but, you know, Shmi. It is, Shmi. It, is it Smi? I oh, think that's Shmi. how it's You're spelled. Right. It's yeah. not S-H-M-E. Right. But they just yeah. say Shmi. I'm Hook. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, got, you gotta have the accent when you're a, a pirate. Yeah, you gotta have exactly. the whole pirate accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Nick Cage's Hook, that would have been interesting. But Hoffman did a good job. Yeah. Oh, don't don't worry. There's time still. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, Dave, you said that you've seen another version of this movie? I haven't watched it. No, I haven't watched the whole way through. I started watching a little bit and then watched the trailer and stuff. The, the black and white one that was okay. done in the early teens, I believe. Oh, and that was, wait, that's a different they, movie. Yeah, it was a different movie. Yeah. Okay, but based on the, the one same, that I was talking about. Yes. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Was it 2015 or something like that? Uh, 17. 17. And yeah. so with that one, it was sort of like it was black and white, and they used the colors that you could see to. That was the only color was like the color was like the you know the light radiating from the color and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting way of, of going about it. And I, I think, think it, yeah. it was like magenta as well, or it was like pink. You know, uh-huh. so I mean, I think that same idea. this is uh, a great way of doing it. I yeah. mean, how else can you do it? Which is why, like you were saying earlier, like, why are they doing that movie? Yeah. <laughs> why are they doing that story? Yeah. In the story, were there also like creatures that manifested out of the color, like how they kind of did in this movie, like with the little praying mantis guys? It didn't and stuff? specifically like Nothing talk like about okay. praying mantis, but it did talk about how this is affecting the wildlife. It's it affected, I believe, the dog in the story. Okay, if I get yeah. it right. The dog starts changing, uh-huh. but which it's it did. Not, it did in this too. Yeah, but yeah, it's not right. as like you know. And then there was a pink praying mantis flying. Sure, around, right, you know, right, But right. it does talk about how this is okay. affecting everything, nature, animals. Okay, okay. You know, when you were saying uh, that Lovecraft, like in his writing, it's it's all about the adjectives, right? Yeah, most of his explanations of something terrible or scary is usually never concrete. It's mm-hmm. usually just tons of, you know, it's unexplainable. So somebody going crazy trying to explain it, mm. and there's not a, you know, and he had eight legs and two arms, you know, like there's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of somebody who's scared and just spouting out adjectives, mm-hmm. about sort of like, thing. sort of like a. Uh, 
explaining a, a like a color to somebody who was born blind. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, you can, but it's like, what does that really mean? And yeah, it right. mean the same thing yeah. to other people. Oh, it's just instead of like a color, it's explaining something that would drive you mad at the very existence because your brain can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a basis of a lot of his monsters, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and he definitely has stories that are a little bit less that, but I think that's what he's really known for yeah. is, is that style of writing. Mm-hmm. So. The Cthulhu and all, yeah. all yeah. of that. Yeah. I was going to say, he, he has a lot of... Uh, and I pointed this out last night because Cage picks up that little jellyfish thing and the tentacles come out and sting yeah. him or whatever. And like, obviously, that probably wasn't in the book specifically, but he does have a lot of like tentacle based uh, monster stuff was, that he does. If I, I, I could be wrong, but what I've read about him is that he was like, he hated like um, fish and, you know, sea life and stuff. He yeah. thought it was gross and grotesque. Mm-hmm. So a lot of his monsters and stuff are, you know, the tentacles are a famous H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. A lot of it are fish people. That's where that some comes from. Stories. Okay. I mean, it's not, he didn't tell me that, but for right, right, reading but that, about yeah. him, he no, that makes thought sense. that, you know, sea you life and stuff was You didn't sit down with Lovecraft over a cup of coffee and be like, so what's, what's with the yeah. fucking tentacles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it, he thought he, it, sea creatures and everything grossed him out personally. So he used that as a lot of like, you know. Um, some descriptors that are yeah. in monsters are generally so he really dodged a bullet with uh, hentai. It's a good thing he died before that happened. You could say he was the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, tentacles and and obviously like gooey covered things like that that mm. tends to be a go to with a lot of horror things because it's something that humans don't have, right? Like we are right, not yeah, yeah. like you know when you get into aliens that are not as frightening necessarily it's usually bipedal yeah you know that kind of thing but with anything that's just unnatural like even mm-hmm. in uh war of the worlds which isn't lovecraft mm-hmm. that's uh wells right yeah well he didn't write no, that, not, did he no um he produced wells, the production of it did he write hg wells wrote it yeah oh hg yeah, wells, wells wrote it, wrote it. i thought you were wells. talking about orson no. my yeah. bad hg yeah. wells wrote it um but another Who's the asshole now? So H.P. Lovecraft to H.G. Wells to Orson Wells. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, like like the, uh, what was I saying? Uh, War of the Worlds, like the creatures mm-hmm. are described as like basically just like a a mound of tentacles with a beak. Yeah. And stuff. So like it's just very unnatural. There's nothing to it that you can grab onto as like this is a creature I've seen. Which Something is a lot that's of relatable. Stuff. Yeah. You can't relate to it. And that makes way. a lot of sense when you look at like stuff that's in the fucking water squids and yeah. stuff you know i mean it's uh they're they're creatures entirely evolved to not be on land which is yeah, what right. everything we are so right yeah it's pretty uh pretty alien speaking of that there is a um russian instagram account run run by a like russian deep sea fisher like he runs a boat or whatever and it's like legit russian like it's all in russian and shit so you can't like tell what the fuck he's saying unless you, you speak russian mm-hmm. but it's all dedicated to the fucking creatures he pulls out when he's like doing his fishing and shit that he finds that that are from like way down deep and it's all like fucked up yeah. shit dude it's uh yeah it's it's a really cool account i don't need i can't even say what the account's called because it's in russian but <laughs> search that if you're if backwards, anyone's listening and is it interested then the backwards search that. pie symbol yes dude yeah exactly yeah, lots of c's right some lines there yeah all right, well, let's get back to your notes then. Um, 
Oh boy. Let's see. Um Tommy Chong was really good casting. Yeah. 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 When I saw his name pop up, I was like, oh, what, <laughs> what? the fuck? Yeah. And then uh he did great. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. It was uh perfect casting. Uh that character was in the book as well, I'm assuming, or in the story as well. There's a character it's <clears throat> definitely not like, hey, you wanna hit? You know? <laughs> but, I'm uh, glad I caught it only on memory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a character who they didn't say that he was like living on their land, but the main character that's telling the narrator this story, he knew the Gardner family and was like a hermit, kind of an old man who lived by himself. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of maybe that was their reinterpretation of yeah. him. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. But, I mean, obviously not directly because Tommy Chong or Ezra dies before the family does, so he wouldn't be able to mm. tell the story to the reporter yeah, or whatever Yeah, it is. that's yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. And that was a cool ass scene too when they came back to his thing and he's just dude every every scene in this was really cool yeah. dude the horror was so well done and the way I mean it's just like um like it, it cuts or it, it chooses wisely between like not showing it to you and then like sometimes like showing it to you and you're like fuck me yeah. you know and and like the um there was the- a lot of practical effects. And yeah. it was with, that were also like a sort of what I like to call painted with CGI. Yeah. yeah. And I exactly. think that worked a little really mixed. well. Yeah. We were talking about that. Like maybe there was an intent of uh, what were you saying, Dave? Like the the first creature that's seen is obviously like vi- all CGI, the cat. Yeah. And, yeah. And so then you're thinking, OK, it's going to be modern type effect. And then when it starts going and then it's the second time, it's like straight practical. Yeah. The, the, yeah. And the like third the time, mount, it's a, like the, the, the llamas, the, the, yeah, the alpacas that are all like one thing. It's yeah. very uh, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, they're yeah, like totally. all inside out and gross. And then yeah. when he shoots them all in the heads. Like I, I love. <laughs> A good head explosion, and I've becoming more yeah. and more obsessed with head explosions. The yeah. more Joe Bob Briggs I watch, yeah, and it's just Especially like in Scanners. Yeah, Scanners yeah, yeah. has got an epic one. There's yeah. a there's a really good one in uh, Maniac, uh, where they it's literally Tom Savini. Uh, it's a character played by Tom Savini. Oh, cool! And he did the special effects of that thing. So he he's like, oh yeah, why don't I just like blow up my head in this scene and the director's like all right how are we gonna do that he goes well i got this uh mask of myself in the car and so oh. they pulled a mask of the trunk they filled it with like a uh, shrimp cocktail and stuff from yeah, the, from, yeah, from yeah. crafty and he's like all right so uh let's get everybody out of here because they're shooting in the middle of the night and uh like under a bridge in brooklyn uh-huh. uh for no money they're just uh um renegade shot shooting or whatever uh uh-huh. and uh or what do they call it stealing the shot which is ah, you, you gotcha. don't pay for the location. Yeah, you just right, are there. Right. And so he's like, well, I got the shotgun. And they had an off-duty cop that was like their security. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to stand on the hood. Like he was dressed as the, like for the legs down as the bad guy. He put the body, the uh, plaster chicken wire body in there with the fake head on it. And he just shot it with a real shotgun. <laughs> and then they, he throw, he said, then I threw the shotgun to the off-duty cop because you can't have a gun or fire a gun in New York. Yeah, right. So he threw yeah. to the off-duty cop and then everybody just peeled out and they yeah. left the car. Nice. They oh, just left nice. the car there they, they, so, you know, forever to cool off. Yeah. And they were going to come back and, and shoot the, the pickup tanks and everything because there was a girl in the car that was next to the body or whatever. Oh, okay. And they said they got back the next day and it was one of the hottest days in New York so it just smelled so oh, bad. Oh, and it was cool. ruined that they just they just put it into neutral and pushed it into the river. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, yeah, it's probably still down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
But yeah, that was, was cool. a good head exploding. And then the the alpaca in this movie, the those heads were. Uh, I just love a good head explosion. Yeah. yeah. Especially the creepy, slimy, yeah, yeah. eyeball bulging. Yeah, heads. I mean, you know, Rob Botin and um, uh, from the thing, like it's all about and and um, Carpenter too. It's like just throw some slime on it. <laughs> yeah. If you throw yeah, slime right. on it, it just adds so much. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of that, there was that one specific shot where he goes down and kisses his wife after oh, yeah. she fused. Yeah, and they had the gooey slime came off yeah. with it, but then they put the the little magenta hue yeah. in the slime is very like cool. that's how you do the cgi yeah. you don't you don't re- like yeah um, right. you don't rely no, that, was practical. that was practical that was practical magenta. they got yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got the the color out of things. yeah exactly yeah, it was yeah. Like, they got tiny little lightsabers right yeah <laughs> when she's when she's cleaning up the uh the cutting board as well when lavinia the daughter is washing this yeah stuff, you know they do a shot of the, of yeah. the water falling and yeah you can see Kind of like those same like little threads yeah. kind of coming with the wall. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just, like going back to that scene where she's cutting oh, the man. things and just like that was so you don't well really done. see anything. It's not like an insane effect or anything like that. Yeah. But like she's cutting that stuff and you're like, uh oh, something like, is about to happen. She's like zoning out. You're like, she's gonna cut her fucking fingers off. Yeah, and I don't want to see it. Well, they, yeah, they and even like uh, they, it even looked like they reused a shot a couple of times. Yeah. like cutting back to it and like like. Because you're she's still you're, cutting that, same yeah, 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 yeah. And what? you're thinking like, as soon as you start seeing her do that, and the way in that angle, you're like, and the way she's zoning out, you're automatically thinking she's about she's to hurt gonna, herself. Yeah, she's gonna do it. But then they keep like fucking with you, yeah. with yeah. the expectation of it. And well, then all and then, of a sudden, she's back at the beginning of the carrot, and it's like, what is this gonna happen? <laughs> and then when she actually does it, she doesn't stop. So like when it shows yeah. you the, the fingers oh, on there, dude. there's like multiple sections dude, of it. Such Ooh. a great shot, and and getting that sh- of actually showing like like yeah. what you were saying, picking and choosing when to show you, when not to show you. Yeah, that was such a great like fucking quick shot of like slice, slice. And Which you know, like, and oh. that goes that goes back to like when we were talking about old. Where like some people might appreciate that they didn't show things. It's like it's in your mind is yeah. better. But like with this movie, it does both. Yeah, right. Some things are in your mind, and some things it's like, oh, I'm glad they showed me that. Yeah, I, I'm fucked up, and I want to see some weird shit. Yeah, right. Like, I, and and a lot of the stuff that they did show was like, I don't think I want to see that. And then they, and then it <laughs> uh-huh. would show like when when the you don't know what happened to the mom and the kid right mm-hmm. after the the thing you just hear them like moaning and gross yeah. and covered up and i just turned to my wife i was like you might want to cover up right now yeah <laughs> like, i don't know what what's gonna happen well, yeah, now right. but like it's probably not good and then it's like slowly like slowly over the over couch, the couch. And you see it, it's like Ugh. oh fuck yeah yeah. yeah you see it when the daughter sees it you see yeah. the daughter's yeah. reaction and then it shows that yeah yeah dude but then after that it's like not shy about showing yeah. it later. It's just yeah. straight on it keeps, showing it to you. It keeps changing to where they're like one. Ugh, it's so yeah, nice. yeah. It's really well done. Yeah, really well done. But yeah, I think you're you were right though, Dave. There there probably was, and I don't know if you know anything about this chase, but there probably was something to the use of uh, blending practical with CGI more so than like budget or production time or whatever. It probably was done on purpose, right? To kind of throw your senses off and shit. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's how it should be. You know, it's it's one of those things of like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like practical yeah. effects fucking work. Yeah. Just because we can do something cheaper and faster, although it's not necessarily cheaper or faster, mm-hmm. uh, as we've especially learned in the pandemic when all the we'll uh, all the special yeah. effects studios fucking closed down, and like you can't just like those people can't work from home. 
because yeah. those machines are like those computers that are required to do that on that scale are not just like their home computer. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, um, so like everything got all backed up because of it, and uh, and that stuff takes time. I mean, even even like bad CGI takes a lot of work, and sometimes it it something won't look right, and it's just because the computer just can't do it. Yeah, you know, right. it's like when, yeah. when something's arms are just like they're like we've tried everything. It's not just painting; it's like painting and numbers. Yeah, you know, it's like computer programming along with art. Yeah, so it it doesn't always work, but uh, I think the the ability to combine the two is just an an added tool to a director's arsenal. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, if you have the right people working on it and you have the money for it, it can really escalate something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you can do practical effects and it looks like shit too. Mm-hmm. You know, just because something is practical doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just, it, your mind knows that something is actually being photographed, photographed, mm-hmm. you know, cause all cameras are just, uh, all video camera and everything is, is just a type of photography. Right. Mm-hmm. So something is actually there. Something is actually being interacted with the light and you could reach out and touch it. Even if the camera was moved half an inch, it would look fake. Right, mm-hmm. because it it's not designed that, but we're only seeing the way it's shot. Yeah, and it right. Looks one hundred percent real in that moment. Mm-hmm. There's something about that compared to something that is completely Computer CGI generated. Yeah. Now, being able to integrate some CGI with something that's real uh, can help a lot, but that is often oftentimes uh, you know hard to do as well because then sometimes it'll make like the the practical thing look fake because the CGI doesn't look real but it looks yeah. more re- yeah so it, there's I, I don't know any why Marvel movie yeah exactly <laughs> or the power rangers stuff where they would have the man in what? the suit barely moving and then the next shot he's doing front flips oh yeah oh flips, yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah then stands yeah. up yeah, and then right. can't bend his arm anymore. yeah yeah, like, yeah hey what's going on yeah, so hell yeah i don't know what made them decide to do it other than they just that's what they were planning on doing you know yeah what I mean? for sure um but it, it it works out really well in this film yeah yeah it plays it plays you know, it fucking plays. Uh, let's see. We did Willie uh, Tentacles. Cage with his accent. We talked about that. The Apaca Massacre. We talked about that. Uh, yeah. Put the. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And then basically just at the end when Cage goes full crazy. That's all really well done, you know, and the the people come back into town to like check on the family and he's they go in there and check on him and he's like they're like where's your family? He's like, "Oh, they're all right there." Except for Billy. Billy's in the well or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he lives um, in the well now. Yeah, he lives yeah, in yeah. the well now. Um this just was really well done and then um like I was saying with uh Dave last night, um you know, like usually when you go into a Lovecraft thing, you understand that uh, it's not going to really work out for anyone. You yeah, know? it's not not the most uplifting. Yeah, most yeah. Of the time, yeah. And so sometimes when that happens, and you know that, then it can become like boring or whatever because you're just basically waiting to waiting, see yeah. how it plays out. And you end up in a lot of cases with movies, you end up just getting a bunch of action shots, and this is how this guy dies. This is how this guy dies. Very linear, and then that's it, right? And then you're just kind of like, all right, whatever. But with this movie. They did a really, really good job of um, kind of like portraying that just undeniable force, inescapable force, just 
slowly and gradually taking over and then up to a point to where it's so fucking fast you don't even know what's happening and then boom you know like that's it yeah that was a really cool fucking ending there where it just like just went like full on like fucking crazy distorted hectic into just a flash of white yeah. and they i uh, like how really they, well done. they they keep you in it long enough to where you like it's not just a, a thing of like well, this is all going to end up everybody dies kind of thing. And like you say, mm-hmm. like giving up, it's like you are part of it. Yeah, right. Enough that it's like, I want out. I want out. Yeah, <laughs> Less yeah, than exactly. Like, fuck this. It's like, how is how just let me die already. Like, let's yeah. end this fucking thing. Yeah. So that I'm right. done. <laughs> right, then, yeah. And then it would it would have those little bits where it would like take you out of it. where you are like, oh, shit. OK. Like, and then it would be like, you know, with the the mayor person talking about the water and the uh-huh. the the guy who's um the surveyor oh, phyllis or philip Wil- the, ward, the surveyor ward, ward, yeah the, the surveyor he yeah. also looked damn near exactly <laughs> like james franco especially in I the know, end. you right? noticed that too yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah anyway just an observation like a one, like a black james franco is right, what right. really one little thing about his his name ward phillips that's a H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft, it's Howard Phillips Lovecraft. Yeah. So how Ward oh. Phillips, yeah. Immediately, right in the beginning, he's like, I'm Ward Phillips. It's like, oh. whoa, that's a See, pretty cool little that. nod. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And there's supposedly a bunch of those little moments in this one, right? I yeah, there's a few there. names in this one that are, yeah. you know, La- Lavinia Gardner is the, the characters, Lavinia Waitley in Dunwich Horror. So it's like... Yeah. And then the, the locations, too. Like, I know... Yeah, Arkham yeah, Arkham. And, uh, He's wearing the Arkham um, University shirt yeah. and stuff. That's because that, like, I mean, all of H.P. Lovecraft's stories kind of take place in in and around Arkham, like Massachusetts. the hills of Arkham, and mm. which is a fic- yeah. fictional place in Massachusetts, mm. but that's where and it's it, a real place in Batman, in, in Gotham. <laughs> yeah, in, <laughs> in Gotham, it's real. Yep, exactly. Uh, oh, and then I like how they did the title card at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't even realize that there was no title card until the very, the very fucking end. end, and it was like, oh, oh yeah, cool. that's what this movie's called. Very cool. <laughs> finally, like, yeah, right. I, just, I was gonna turn it off, and yeah, you didn't right, find right. out what it's called. It's like, All right, fine. The movie's <laughs> finally started. Let's go. I thought the uh, I thought the kids were great in this too. Oh yeah, they both. Um, yeah, that, the daughter was awesome. Yeah, I'd never seen her in anything before. Right, but she's pretty young. I think she's been in. Oh yeah, she's been in a lot of like TV shows. Including oh, yeah. um, the Some, magicians, which was a bunch of those oh, people were at. Maybe she Comic-Pose. was. Maybe she was one of the ones that. Uh, I think Comic-Pose. I would recognize her. I, I wouldn't have. I, <laughs> I didn't seen recognize. The movie. <laughs> I didn't recognize one of the guys I was that on the guy, elevator with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was staying at the same hotel, like that's connected to Comic Palooza, and uh, I was just in an elevator with this guy who was like going down or whatever. We were just talking, and he was asking me, and I was like a. I had a press badge because I was doing the podcast mm. and we were talking about that. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, he said something along or whatever. And then I saw that his tag said uh, like talent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder what he's doing, because like they don't have any like shows going on. <laughs> I looked yeah. it up and he was like, no, it was when we were sitting in our seat at, for one of the panels. It was showing all of the the famous people who are there. And I was like, that's the guy. <laughs> just that's the guy. Yeah. Oh, he's an actor who's yeah. like people are paying for his autograph. And I didn't know yeah. who he was. Well, I feel like a jackass. Yeah. You know, where do I know him from? Oh, the elevator ride <laughs> down here. That's where I've seen him before. He was so good at it. <laughs> I got to tell you, though, he was great at it. Yeah. He was great at that elevator. He was great in that elevator, yeah, right? He's yeah. a delight. Oh. So, Okay. Mitch Hedberg joke. I'll have to check know. that out. Yeah, I'll have to check you, that you out. Might, you might know me more from the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, but he was uh or she was really good. Uh and then uh Jolie Richardson, which I uh I love her from Nip Tuck. Oh yeah. But she was also in uh The Patriot. She was the the wife of the Patriot. Oh she wow. was? I didn't yeah. even think about it. She's was... always the one that I that I get uh like every time I see her I think she's um Yeah, I know who you're gonna say. Laura Linney. Nope, that's not who I thought <laughs> you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say uh the Laura Dern? Nope, nope. Um see all three of those I think. The 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 mom in um hereditary. Tony Collette? Yes, no. Tony Collette. I guess I just They have similar like long faces. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. At least all three of mine were blonde though. She's Tony Collette's blonde, yeah? No. Yeah, oh Not yeah. Always. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Blonde, I like, yeah. I feel like she's got oh, darker she's blonde, most yeah. of the time. Oh yeah. I feel like she's got darker hair most of the time. Like six cents in hereditary. Um, I think you are blind. <laughs> Let me explain what a color is to you. <laughs> I don't Just see kidding. colors unless they are out of space. I can only see colors unperceptible to the, the color spectrum. Man, you want to talk about a color that doesn't run. <laughs> that colors color out, out of space, space do not run. It fucking chases you. Anyway. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? All right. <laughs> Had to get that Nick, Nick Cage drop in there. Let's start so, talking about the movie now. Yeah. So, uh, oh, I do know that the little boy was in uh, that uh, Jojo Rabbit. Have you ever seen that? Man, I was man. I haven't seen that movie, but he. I was thinking he looked familiar though. Yeah, he's also he in, in something else. The Smash Disney Plus Plus hit, still Home Alone or whatever the fuck that third one. What? That fourth, what? The, there was a new Home Alone that just came out oh, over, no, the, over no, Christmas. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Still going through all your stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, this yeah. oh, Buzz was in hey, this Buzz. one. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's now what? a cop. Oh, oh yeah. makes sense. And he yeah, makes yeah. references to uh, Kevin. He's like, oh, Kevin always calls me this time of year and uh, uh, pretends to be somebody busting into somebody's house or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, your girlfriend's yeah. still a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> still woof. <laughs> Played by a boy. The picture of that girlfriend was the director's son. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, are wow. you serious? Yeah, because he's oh, like, wow. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I don't want to pick put, on like, somebody. a girl. Yeah, and she right, sees right. the movie and she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. Or maybe it wasn't the director's son because the director was uh, Chris Columbus, but it was somebody. It was like art yeah. director or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was a little boy. Um, so uh, <laughs> I think that that about wraps yeah, it up. Do you well, have anything else to, to say uh, about this? No, not really, not particularly. I thought it was great. It was, you know, it was, it was a good movie besides being an H.P. Lovecraft fan. You know, I think it was it wasn't one of those that you have to be a fan of his yeah. writing to like the movie cuz some of the other movies that were made were definitely not for everybody, but if you like the story, you'll like it. This, yeah. I thought was, you know, done well, like even, you know, if you're not familiar with the stories, if you're not familiar with his type of writing or anything, you know? Yeah. And like this movie is, it's pretty gross mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better word. It's, it's all gross, which is definitely not the type of film that my wife likes. Like she, we love horror. She loves watching horror with me all the time. And, and she just has always liked horror, but uh, not that type. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and this one is, I mean, the, especially cause there's like vomiting and she can't, handle even the sound oh uh, that's or, right or the, or the yeah. word vomit uh yeah so like and this one had some in it there were times that i had to mute it while we were watching it which yeah. and it was like a long time too because it was like yeah are they gonna throw up or not like, yeah right yeah. what they're saying um but 
even with all of that, she was like, this movie's really good. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah? She liked it? Yeah. That's the K review? That's the K review. Nice. Cool. One Very thing cool. I thought they did really well was, like, if you're the type of person that's trying to put your finger on something as it's happening, yeah. this movie, you're like, oh, it's the smell. It's going to be in, like, miasma type thing. And like, yeah. No, oh, it's the bugs. <laughs> Oh, it's in the fruit. Yeah. Oh, it's in the water. Oh, right. it's, you know, it's just awesome. it's, right. it's yeah. going to be people going crazy. It's like no, it's yeah. everything. It's, everything. Right. it's yeah. all it's all part of it. Yeah. it was, they were doomed. It's from everything, the everywhere, all at once. You know, <laughs> yeah, and like you know, it was also like they didn't all get the rash. Like he got the rash. Yeah, yeah. each person's yeah. perception of what's Thing. going on was different. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it was very disturbing. I I really enjoyed this movie. All right, well, let's get. Um, do we want the numbers or the rating first? I ask every week because I can never remember. Rating. Okay, let's go around and do the rating. All right. Um, out of ten, uh, um, uh, copies of Necro- the Necronomicon. I give this movie. I give it a solid eight and a half copies of the Necronomicon. You know, the Necronomicon, I believe, is an H.P. Lovecraft invention. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's the one who he's came one. up with the idea, but he wrote about oh, no it shit. as in, this is an ancient Sumerian book, yeah. you know. But Wait, really? But it yeah. was a fictional book that he just I mean, wrote? So, well, he wrote about no, he how wrote this about had power, like yeah. that people were using these this ancient Sumerian knowledge oh. from this book. Oh, it, So he wrote oh. about it as if it was a real thing. That's why, oh you know, shit! He was referencing this real book in yeah. some of his stories when it, it was wasn't. he made it up. Yeah, he made there's, it up. There's That's so awesome. much horror that is. So then, what the fuck is is Necronomicon? Then the the, the, the copy a, that she had in the yeah. movie is a book written by a new age art a new age author named Simon. Okay, and it's it, it's <laughs> yeah, just one word. Yeah, just Simon. But yeah, yeah it's it's his interpretation and his fictional history about the necronomicon as well whack it's I mean, something maybe it's that cool. everybody yeah, is know, used yeah. in the way they yeah. want yeah to right use yeah. It. i mean it's cool you know titular i mean it's uh crucial in evil dead yeah oh yeah yeah cool. that's the book you know what i'll give it nine i'll give it nine nine there you go yeah. yeah dave i was right up there with you yeah, yeah i was thinking like eight eight and a half something like that you got to give yeah. it the rating style out of how yeah, many out of from the movie out of uh, out of ten mother son hybrid fusions, <laughs> I give it eight and a half. Well, I guess you can't split it in half, so we'll go nine. <laughs> go nine. Go. Go oh, yeah. yeah, the yeah. unsplitting in half gives it that boost. <laughs> yeah. And you haven't seen this one either yet, Chase. So All right. you gotta well, go ahead and give um, a rating. Yeah, too. I will say uh, out of uh, ten mercy killing, nice mercy killings. Um, I give it a nine as well. I mean, this is this is a great film. It's, nine 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 flipped it upside yeah. down. What oh, do you do? shit! Oh. I don't yeah. know what that word means. H.P. Lovecraft for uh, for everything like his ad- adaptations of his stuff that have been like we're gonna take these little bits and pieces of things that he created mm-hmm. have created like better films than anything based on his work really has done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, he he had a lot of crazy uh ideas that really work well for horror mm-hmm. uh he also had some crazy ideas that we won't go into yeah. <laughs> so, sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh yeah a little bit of a racist let's just say it uh okay. we are not 
into racist or Nazis on this podcast. It's true. DM me, scorn me if you like, <laughs> yeah. but that is a firm stance. No it's racism, a, yeah. no Nazis. It's a tough position to chase, uh, take, Chase, but uh, you know I got to support you on it, man. I, I got to support you hey, on it. Hey, it's that. 2022, and somebody's yep. got to do it. Someone's got to do it. This and white we, guy. If, we, if there's, someone has to be a, a hero, mm-hmm. you know, when the world needs a hero, we then we will answer that call. Not all heroes wear capes. Some of them sit behind a mic. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if there's any person who uh, personifies xenophobia, you know, it's definitely H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> and I think a troubled mind helps out, you know, an artist. Not, oh, a, yeah. not a good mind, very troubled mind. But that's why everything that wasn't in his personal thing was horrible, scary, and, you know, scared the shit out of him. So he used that in he writing. In Anything that's not he's familiar with is going to be grotesque, disgusting, and detestable. You know? Yeah, right, right. Um, you know, right, well. you know, you know what movie he really hated? What's that? <laughs> Blackfish. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> what is that movie? I don't even it's know what that movie. The Sea World, one. Oh, oh, black, <laughs> remember he hates water too. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's funny. All right, uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> let's get some numbers. This yeah. movie came out uh, January twenty sixth of twenty twenty. Um. So, what is its uh, weekend gross? Let's see here. <laughs> it's a limited. It's definitely a limited release. I think it was like twenty or thirty screens. Um, I'm gonna guess like maybe three hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. Does that um? being in the pandemic is that only box office sales or does that also- yeah this is only box office sales so, so this is like i mean yeah, this is right low. at the beginning of the pandemic uh because the the world didn't really shut down until right. march yeah uh but this had a you know wildly small release so um what did i say it was on january 26th yeah even before shit shut down three weeks later yeah or whatever so and let me see if I can 28 find. Days, okay, 28 so it, days later. It yeah. opened on 81 screens. Oh. So, you know, and uh, the number one movie uh, of this week, I'll just tell you, was in uh, 3,775 screens. So wow. 81 screens is not a lot. That is yeah. a you know very limited release. And I don't think it ever got much bigger than that. But uh, I don't know that the pandemic really hurt it necessarily yeah i mean january end of january that's when people started we're starting to pay attention probably where those 81 screens were you know because it was yeah. like new york and la that's where that that typically that kind of thing is going to get released so um but yeah so what did you say bryce you said i'm just gonna go with like three hundred fifty thousand. okay three hundred fifty thousand. uh i'll say one million one million all right bryce takes it oh Yes. With two hundred and sixteen thousand, oh, which uh, you know, that's a per screen average of two thousand six hundred, two thousand seven hundred, somewhere in there. And um, you know, there's uh, a lot of movies that are higher than that, like in the list that have a lower per screen average. So oh, okay. the 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 movie theaters that were showing it, the screens people that were, were showing it, it, people were seeing it. Yeah. Um, all right, so what was the total gross for the film? David? The, or, or, well, I have the actually have the, the domestic and then the worldwide. So, yeah, well, let's do with the, the domestic. You want to do the honors or do up? Again, this is only like in, in theaters. This is not 
VOD or yeah anything like that or any oh, deals that okay. made with Shutter or whatever. I'm gonna say now three hundred fifty thousand. Okay, <laughs> this is domestic, right? Domestic. Okay, um, I'll go five hundred thousand. Seven hundred sixty-five thousand. Yeah, although okay. according to this other site, it says three hundred fifty-six thousand. Oh shit! Okay. I, I like that other site. I, I win the vacation. Vacation. We'll go with the first one. Uh, we'll the first but one, yeah, yeah, there's no way. So the the gross was seven hundred sixty-five thousand five hundred sixty-one. What was the worldwide? Does this film translate to screens worldwide? Also, let's be honest, probably didn't get a huge worldwide release. I'm not thinking yeah. they shelled out the money to get this one well, especially, wide release in China. Yeah. And at that point, China was already closed down. Yeah, so right. Yeah. If anything, this would have probably been just UK. Yeah, like Europe. Yeah, maybe Mexico. You want to go for it, Dave? One million. Okay. I'll go one million and one, Bob. <laughs> you fucking asshole. What, really? One million. <laughs> Twenty three thousand. Nice. So you stole it from That's him for funny. sure. It was almost. I mean, twenty three thousand. The show. Twenty three thousand would have yeah. put you closer than I think we've ever famous. been. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that Bryce was twenty three thousand yeah. five hundred and nine dollars off yeah. instead of twenty three thousand five hundred ten. That's forty. Um, That's yeah. So uh, the name that, of the game that weekend. Uh, the number one movie of uh, the the week it. Uh, was a thirty-four million dollar gross. It was a third film in a franchise that had not had a film for twenty years. Mm. I think the last one was in the early two thousands, maybe huh. even the late nineties. Third film. It's the third film. So it's sort of those like legacy sort of sequels. We have covered the first one on this podcast, not the second one, which I think is better, and definitely not the third one because I haven't watched it yet. Hmm. Fuck me. If you can think of anything, Dave, go for it. Buddy cop genre. Oh. Not Rush Hour. No. This is the third one. Not yeah. Uh, Although, by the title, you might think it was the fourth one. <laughs> oh, Oh man, I it's right on the tip of me, Prince. <laughs> I can't bad get it boys, out. bad boys, oh, four yeah. life. Should've been four bad boys, life. three life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, followed by a um, Oscar hangover, uh, nineteen seventeen. So it was uh, you know released oh, in okay, December, yeah. um, and then uh, the gentleman. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Number three was a, a smash hit for Robert Downey Jr. Something that had been shelved probably for five or six years, uh, and they finally released it on the heels of, uh, you know, him as Tony Stark. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was Doolittle. Doolittle. Oh wow. yeah, yeah I that, forgot about that, that. They buried that fucker. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it still made twelve million in its second week. It was uh like up to forty four million at that point. Interesting. Um. Then it was the Gentleman, which uh that's uh Guy Ritchie. That was the the newest okay. of the Guy Ritchie ones. Oh right, yeah. Um, With Ray Fiennes, right? Yeah, I think so. Right, I haven't seen it. Or is that no? I'm thinking of the Kingsman. Oh, the Kingsman and the and the gentle. Yeah, there's another. This has oh, the gentleman was the those. one that yeah, it just got uploaded to Netflix. It has like Matthew McConaughey and shit like that. In yeah, it. and it's yeah, got yeah. um Ed was telling Charlie me about Hunnam, that. I think, is in it. Yeah, yeah. Ed was telling me about that. Yeah, Guy Ritchie. Uh, you know, if you're in college, his movies are fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I loved Snatch. Yeah, you know, Snatch well, is definitely well out of college. Snatch is, I think, his best one. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, the next one is a 
sequel to a sequel series. There was a there was one movie made in the '90s that is a beloved film, uh, and then they've now made two more uh, in this franchise that uh, kind of have nothing to do with the original. It's about a game. Jumanji. Oh, there it is. Jumanji. The next level. Uh, uh, followed by a, another buried movie, The Turning, a gritty uh, interpretation, I think a modern interpretation of Turn of the Screw, which is an old uh, uh, gothic horror uh, novel. Um, Star Wars was hanging on in week six, pulled in another five million. Which Star Wars? Uh, the last one, Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that was the end of 2019, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That uh, was like the last real big movie yeah, before, before the before the pandemic. Yeah, hit. that's right. Yeah, the rest of these are a lot of just hangovers. You got uh, you know, Oscar movies cuz that's where you bury everything and then also the Oscar movies are still out like Little Women, uh Just Mercy, Knives Out, Frozen 2, Parasite was still out. Oh. Uh and then uh a bunch of stuff that either I don't know. Oh, Uncut Gems was out. Uh, still Uncut seven jams. weeks. <laughs> Uncut, Uncut jams. jams. That's one that was Uncut like jams. making money and was on Netflix the entire time. That which I, you know. Oh yeah. Don't understand. Yeah. Uh, right. I also don't understand that movie. I got forty five minutes in and I was like, I'm not into this. I'm done. Really, you didn't yeah, like I, it? I, I, I haven't watched. I it. hated it. It's just the the filmmaking style of it is just not. I, it's like that mumblecore kind of thing. I don't know. I don't like it. Don't like it. it is. It is uh, a little strange. Of yeah. movies. Yeah. That's what funny. Is, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, that that puts it up. The oh wait, so where did Color Out of Space come in? It came in twenty fourth. Uh, nice in, in that week. So big dong boinks. Yep, big dong boinks. <laughs> all right, so that wraps up all of that, except for uh, some plugs, and then we'll get to the the last segment. The reboot. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> plugs. Uh, check us out on crossthestreamsmedia.com. Find yeah. all of our sister, cousin, stepbrother shows that are on there. Uh, we are just recently on uh, Scott White's new podcast, the um, which is more gooder, where we talked about <laughs> Troll mm-hmm. Two and Samurai Cop, which has a theme song done by someone that fans of the movie Gap might recognize. Me, yeah, it's okay, me. yeah, it's you. And I did I it out of the goodness of my heart too, as we discussed on the uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on his uh, on his episode. Um, uh, definitely yeah. go listen to that. So though. go listen that to that. That was a fun episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think we're gonna we're gonna try and have him on uh, sometime this uh, October for a movie. I think uh, we were talking about Christine because you haven't seen that, right? I wanted to do yeah, some, yeah. I wanted yeah. to do some John Carpenter's this this uh, Halloween. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, we don't have that many left, and the ones that we do have left yeah. are mostly horror. So yeah, cool. If we could do that, but cool. uh, I know that he's expressed some interest in. Doing Christine with us, so I think that'll be Very fun. Good. Um, Dave, do you have anything to plug? No. no cool. No plugs. <laughs> no plugs. <laughs> um, yeah, so check us out, crossstreamsmedia.com. Leave us a voicemail. Follow us on all of the uh, social medias at The Movie Gap. You can also find links to our social media on the uh, crossstreamsmedia.com. All right, um, so that wraps all that up. Let's get a reboot recast, I guess, for this well, are we really no. going to do that? Um, let's. Uh, it's what do we hard. usually do instead of the reboot recast? Whenever we we either don't do it, or one thing that we have done before is if the movie was made like in the nineties. Oh, like a reverse, like a reverse recast. recast. The reverse recast. The reverse recast. So, yeah. like, okay. Teresa would have been like Helen Hunt. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, um, but who would have played the Nick Cage part? Nick Cage? No, not old enough yet. <laughs> yeah, not old so enough yet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nick yeah, Cage yeah. could have played like See, the, the Surveyor. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So who? Well, who would have played Tommy Chong? Who was the the go to? I mean, isn't Tommy Chong always the go to stoner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like and uh, he's always maybe that like, other guy, Cheech Marin. Che- yeah. <laughs> che- <laughs> well, no, he was too busy doing Nash Bridges. He was wearing suits yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, you know who it might have been? Would have been uh, George Carlin. Oh, I yeah. See, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's good yeah. pull. Good pull. Um, or just uh, Willie Nelson, but it's like, how can you not be happy when yeah. you see Willie? Yeah, like, he's know, just too, right? he's too happy. Yeah, like this color's great. I don't really see, <laughs> yeah, Willie caring too much about doing any acting <laughs> no. either. Yeah. If he did, he he's like ninety years old. He would have done a lot more than he has. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, spoiler alert, he's in Beer Fest. Yeah, Willie Nelson yeah. is a cameo. No shit. Yeah. A cameo in Beer Fest. I think oh. the only acting he does is as it, Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, yeah, right. I, yeah. I can't he's, think of him in a movie yeah. where yeah, he played he was, a character. The only other yeah. thing I, that's coming to my head is uh, him in uh, King of the Hill. Wag the he, dog. Oh, wag the dog. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I love wag the dog. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? Maybe Al Pacino. Oh, as, as Nathan. Yeah. Maybe. Al Pacino could do it. He was up there in age at that time, and he like that's right where he was starting. Yeah, to become, starting like, to parody be of that. himself. Exactly. Yeah. Like like, like uh, what's that? Like um, if we do like ninety five. We're saying like ninety five. Yeah. Yeah. Post. That'd be perfect, right? Like what's the fucking movie he did with Keanu Reeves where he's yeah, the was, devil? Well, yeah. Devil, uh, Devil's uh, Advocate. Yeah, Devil's yeah, Advocate. Yeah. yeah. That's the one I was thinking of too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the Satan. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Know? Yeah. So uh, I I like that. I think yeah, yeah, you got any other and Al Pacino's alpacas, <laughs> Pacino's alpacas, Pacino's alpacas, alpacacino. It sells oh, itself. That's, that's, yeah. It does. It really uh, does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who? I was trying to think if there's if there's another one. That's a really really good one. I like it. Let me it see is. if we can just throw another one in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go super campy B movie style, like like this kind of budget back in the nineties, yeah, you would have to do uh, like a, I mean, it would become a comedy probably, uh-huh. but uh, I wouldn't mind watching um, uh, Bruce Campbell. I oh, knew yeah. you were going to say Bruce yeah, Campbell, yeah, but good. would he have been old enough? Yeah, yeah. at that time. Oh, yeah. yeah, at that time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Was, I mean, he's like six. When was Evil Dead Two? Uh, Evil Dead Two was eighty seven, I believe. Yeah, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness was ninety three, Yeah, somewhere around somewhere there. In there. So yeah, I guess yeah, okay, yeah. Like he mid forties like, would be yeah, old enough. Yeah, because he was he was past his like, you know, quote unquote prime. Like yeah, Evil Dead yeah. Two was like when he was the right the handsomest. I would say sure, yeah. And then uh, he's the that, handsomest. Yeah, I mean he's still <laughs> still so handsome. Yeah, but yeah, um, that would be an interesting one to see yeah i yeah that'd be fun and then uh obviously we're in the 90s you know who's gonna play the 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 younger son i mean Haley Haley joel Joel osmond for listening to The Movie Gap on the Cross the Streams Media Network.